just talk real tough. Ain't no talking tough. When I say a time, I expect it to be a time. First of all, nigga. First of all, nigga. Change your fucking You're running on CP time out here. Nigga, you the one on CP time, nigga. Light skin people time, nigga. You know light skin niggas. You know light. Yes, it does. Because light skin niggas take forever to do everything. That's how it is. Light skin niggas do everything. They do, nigga. Hey. Ain't my fault you want to say. Hey, it ain't my fault you want to say bad time, nigga. Son, why I gotta be all that, man? Damn, son, you know DACA just got revoked yesterday. You know, damn, son, that hurt. What's good? Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. We did let it ride. It's on the show, nigga. Fuck it. Oh, all right, cool, whatever. What's good? <laughs> What's good? Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Fresh, joined by my co-host. What up, light skin nigga? Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Chuck. You know, you lucky to be then addressing you when you like that. Oh, it's like that, huh? Okay, whatever, nigga. We're, we're, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna, we're gonna keep it copacetic for for show purposes. That's mild. That's mild. Yeah, it is very mild. You, I'm, I'm used to smacking you up every other time. Get the fuck out of here! Hey man, don't don't lie to the don't lie to the fans now, man. You can't lie to the fans. Hey, one, we like to be we like to be we like to be honest with our audience. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you the medication that you need. You know what I'm saying? We can't have you out in the streets wilding out like this, man. Like it's gotta stop. Damn, I mean, I'm just saying, man. We you know we gotta be honest to the to the to the listeners, man. If we can't be honest to the listeners. Um, who can we be honest to? You know what I mean? So, you know, just I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. Me and you are like, it's like me, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and that other dude at the end of Shutter Island when everything is cool and we realize. Yeah, probably the worst. Probably the and you and you and you pick the you pick probably the worst Leo movie of all, but it's it's okay, man. It's okay. I, I you I see where you were going with your point. It's cool. No, he wasn't that bad. That shit was terrible, man. Shut up, I, I fucking fell asleep on it. I fell asleep on that shit. I'm trying to think like it's when you say there's a bad Leo movie, like I mean he wasn't bad in it. It's just the movie was bad. So it's like his bad movies are still pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, but I mean, like, I, I will say this, I don't think he was bad in it, like, I don't think he was bad in it, but I think that, um, I think the movie was, like, it wasn't bad, it just, it just, uh, it just didn't do it for me, it was just, I was just bored by it. I don't know. Yeah, the twist was okay, but it, but at that point I already had lost my investment in it because I was already bored. Yeah. Fucking. They kind of dragged. Yo, did you like um? Did you like the Revenant? It, uh, yeah, I did. I, do I think it was the film that should have got him Best Actor? Probably not, because I I thought Leo was. That was probably, a makeup. That was a makeup. That was a makeup for a lot of other shit that he lost Best Actor for. Yeah. That. You know, but I, I like I like the Revenant. It was cool. Visually, visually, that's one of the most beautifully shot movies that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, do I think it was like, oh my god? And 
you know, should have won a. It, I know it didn't win Best Picture, but um, or did it win Best Picture? I can't remember. I can't remember if it won Best Picture. No, Birdman. I think Birdman won that year. That was the year that Birdman. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that was the year. That was the year Birdman won. I think. Because he got passed over for uh, Best Actor because um, of Dallas Buyers Club um, when he did Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but The Revenant was dope to me, like, technically, like, visually. Like, they shot that shit only in natural light. And you can tell, like, when they were shooting it, I was like, God damn, this is just crazy. Yeah, I, I, I like the uh, I like the Revenant. Do I think it was like, oh, that should have won Best Picture? Do I think it was like a, a classic movie that we'll be talking about 20, 30 years from now? In my book, no, but I, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was still in touch with James in New York. That's his best movie to me. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. That and Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that was alright. I, I had that movie like low expectations, but I fucked with it. It was good. That and The Departed. Like, I don't know how he didn't win an Oscar. Yeah, I'm about the I just don't. I don't, I don't understand how they. Did. Yeah, but it's probably because the cast was so. Yeah, it was an ensemble cast. It's hard to really give it to a guy yeah. in an ensemble cast because you know there's so many different guys. I mean, Matt Damon was there. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I, you can make the argument. You can make an argument that Matt Damon should have won Best Actor for that role. Cause he was great yeah, in that movie. I, I, I know, ja- I know Jack. I know Jack. I know Jack won uh, best supporting actor, I believe, for The Departed. I believe he did win best supporting actor in '06 or '07, I believe, for um, The Departed. But I, I'm, that's a while back. I can't remember. But I think I believe Jack. I, I do. I do. I do think Jack did win a best supporting role. Uh, for but yeah, it's it's hard to give it to a cast of an ensemble cast. Cause I mean, how do you? How do you pick between, you know, Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio in the same film? Like Everybody, you know, everybody killed it in that movie. It's crazy. It's great. I mean, it's a great, like, cause people always think like, oh, ensemble cast, though, the movie's going to be good. Not really, because, like, a lot of times when you're an ensemble cast, there's, like, you kind of take away from other actors because so many are in that you kind of take away from one particular actor. So I, that's the drawback of having sometimes ensemble cast. But, I mean, I thought, I thought that one's one of the few ones that really kind of, Every actor had a chance to shine in their own little way, so that's why I love the part. Yeah, they played they played their parts. They didn't do any more or any less, and that's what made it perfect. Yeah, I mean, I even think Wahlberg was was good in the movie too. Like, I, I just oh, thought everybody yeah. was great. I thought everybody was yeah. really good in the film. So, but uh, enough with movies and light skin niggas being late. Um, oh, don't size. It's okay, man. It's all right. That's cool. Anyway. <laughs> sports. Uh, yo, you seen Zeke? Uh, you seen Zeke is, uh, Zeke got his way, man. He's, he's you know, got the restraining. Yeah. They said, they said, um, the NFL is gonna, um, basically, like, file an injunction, but yeah. as long as it's in court, Zeke is it, Yeah, so it's gonna, it's gonna get stuck in court. It's gonna, it's gonna be the same thing as, as the Flaygate, or it's gonna be basically... So it's bullshit. It's gonna be. I, you think it's a witch hunt? Yeah. Anytime the NFL. <sighs> I disagree. But go ahead. Go ahead. Give, give it your point. I disagree with you completely. Go ahead. When the NFL wants to nail you for something, they're gonna nail you for it. That's that's the only point that I'm gonna make. Like, I just think that the case itself, like the police said they weren't gonna charge him, and the whole case was just like, okay, maybe Zeke gets a scumbag. Like, I, I honestly don't know because. We've heard multiple things about this dude getting in a with women, so 
taking that out of the equation. Like, if we have to look but that's at a, that's a strong and, thing to take out of the equation, man. Like, you, it's, not, it's, it's not like, it's not like, you know what I mean? No, hold on. What I'm going to say, like, if you take that out of the equation and you look at this specific incident, right? Yeah. They, like, there's not enough, like, evidence. Like, and as shitty as it is, and like I said, he very well may be a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that withstanding, like, you still have to be able to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I agree. I, this is, this is, and I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago when, um, when the whole suspension thing came down. Um, that, um, I, I think that this is more... I think I, I think it was with you, or I think it may have been with Lucas. Um, I don't remember. Um, but I, I here's my whole thing on this whole Zeke Elliott thing. I, I I think part of this is because this dude clearly has some kind of issue with domestic violence. He has some kind of issue with women. I, I think that's if you want to put percentages, I think that's sixty percent of it. I think 40% of it is this dude has been in trouble for a while now. Like, this is a guy that has been in the public eye, in, in under scrutiny for a while now. I mean, not even, not even, I mean, you take away just the, the issue with his girlfriend, the alleged incident, whatever you want to call it. Right. The, this shit at the Mardi Gras parade. And, and I know people will say, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Because I've talked to people online and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. He's he's a 22-year-old kid at Mardi Gras. All other 22-year-old kids do that. No, no. This is a 22-year-old kid that's working for a billion-dollar organization who's already in trouble for domestic violence. Like, have a brain. Have a brain. Don't do shit like that. Like, Zeke, Zeke Elliott should be the last nigga pulling any chick's top down. You you shouldn't be near, especially a white girl. You shouldn't be anywhere near broad in any kind of sexual connotation, or any kind of connotation. Period. Like, stay out of the limelight. Stay out. Like, yo, don't don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you're fucked up there. Then the then the whole thing with the cop, uh, with the with the the police officer, uh, the the issue that he had with that. Like it's just it's just one thing after another with this with this dude. Not to mention all the times he got in trouble at Ohio State or the little things that he got in trouble for at Ohio State. It's been a pattern of behavior. So I think what the NFL did was exactly. So I think I think that that's the biggest thing with this. I think people. I think if you're just basing this off the case itself, I think I think that's where people are losing it. Like I think the NFL did this. Like yo, we gotta do something for this dude because this. And and remember, Zeke Elliott is a rookie. I mean, he's basically he's only been in the league for one year. This is not a dude that's played five, six years. Like that, that has a has a track record of goodwill invested. That oh, okay, he just fucked up. Like, no, like this is a dude that's been in the league for one year, and you're already a fuck up. Like you're you're fucking up off top, nigga. Like, like most most rookies just stay out of the way. They don't they don't do much. Nothing. They don't get in trouble. They don't say much. They don't do much. Not this nigga. Like this nigga already came out. He came out the womb in trouble. So. I think that, I think coupled with the whole alleged domestic violence issue with his girlfriend or whatever, I think that's what constituted the suspended for the league. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, first of all, I'm not going to defend the NFL. I'm, I, I refuse to I refuse to sit here and make the NFL uh, the, the, the knights in shining armor. No, I, I, I'm not going to defend them. I will say, though, that Goodell is damned if he is, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Like, if he doesn't suspend them, you have a, a certain segment of the population that see, see, 
see, Godot's an idiot. He's soft on domestic violence. He's soft on this. He's soft on that. And then if he does suspend him, you get the half that we get now. Oh, he's judge, jury. He's this and that. He's blah, 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 blah. So Goodell's in a no-win situation. He really is. Like, if he doesn't suspend him, people are going to criticize him. If he does suspend him, people are going to criticize him. So at this point, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Like, realistically. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you do have a good point with that. I fucking hate Roger Goodell. But I think there's also... The thing is, the thing is, is that the problem with what you said, not not with what you said, the concept of the, the idea that he's damned if he do, damned if he don't, it's because the cause and effect starts and ends with him. You know what I mean? Years of being soft on violence, let players, let players, like, he, this is all of this shit of suspending players for whatever and then picking and choosing and not having a standard. Mm-hmm. All of that's kind of but, but see, but see, but this is this is what but this is what gets me pissed off. The play, it's the players' fault. They negotiated it into the CBA that that Goodell, and they've had they've had they've had chances to to get rid of that clause for years, for years. So blame Demora Smith. Blame the players. Don't don't blame Goodell because he's absolutely he's judge, jury, and executioner, and it's gone to his head, and he and he basically has full autonomy to to punish anybody he sees fit. Don't blame Goodell necessarily. Blame the fucking players. They've negotiated this in the fucking CBA now for the last two CBAs, I believe, because I think it's going back even to uh, Tagliabue that that this has been in place. So this idea now that 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 Goodell is abusing his power, no, he's not. You idiots gave it to him in the CBA. I mean. I don't necessarily agree with... I mean, I do and I don't because the power is there to be abused, but I think we all do in a, like, kind of as a, a, a like, a, a, an offshoot of that. I think we can all agree, and I think everybody that listens to this show, we can all agree um, that the NFLPA is the worst in professional sports. They're the worst union in professional sports. Absolutely. They don't have, they don't have any balls. No levers. And honestly, you know what, though? Actually, let me back up real quick. You're a thousand percent right about Roger Goodell. You know why? Because Roger Goodell is doing his job. He's doing that so that he can be Darth Vader and none of these shithead billionaire owners get anything. Yeah. Well, he works for the owners. <laughs> That's the thing. That's yeah. People forget that. Like when they talk about when they talk about Roger Goodell, like people forget like the owners appoint the commissioner. It's not like the commissioner is his own. And now, now there's problems with that. In every sport, the the commissioner is appointed by the owners. So Roger Goodell works for the owners. This idea that Roger Goodell and Robert Kraft are kind of separate entities in themselves is is, is a fallacy. It's not. Roger Goodell is appointed. He works for the owners, and the owners are not going to get rid of Roger Goodell because he makes them billions and billions of dollars. He just does. That's why people are all butthurt that he's getting a contract extension. He's about to make fifty million. Well, what did you expect? This dude has has raised their revenue to three, four, five billion. I mean, the league is a five billion dollar league now, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's like four billion. I miss, I miss um, I mean, I like Taglibu. I'm not gonna sit here and say Taglibu was a saint because if you if you if you read if you believe everything you saw in concussion and and all that, Taglibu wasn't exactly uh, Mother Teresa either. When it came to the concussion issue, um, now you want to you want to you want to you want to give him a break and say that you know we didn't know enough about enough. I, okay, fine, but I mean I do miss Tagliabue in the sense that I think he was a better commissioner than than Goodell. I think also that Goodell's like Tagliabue seemed like a, a likable guy. Um, Goodell just seems like a dickhead, so that also has something to do with 
I agree. For that as well. I agree. Look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to defend Roger Goodell. I mean, Lord, yeah. no. No, 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 no. no I'm, just, I'm just saying anybody that listens to this is going to try to think like, oh, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here being a shill for Goodell. Like, no, I'm not trying to be a shill for Goodell. Like, I hate fucking Roger Goodell. Everything that everybody says about Roger Goodell, I agree with to the T. But I think in this situation, I think too many people are prone to kind of pick sides in most situations. And I think that they're just, you know, predisposed to just say, oh, Roger Goodell's an asshole and I'm for Zeke. I think Ezekiel Elliott is not a hero in this situation. He's not the, the, the face in this situation. Roger Goodell is the heel. To me, it's a heel on heel situation. I think Ezekiel Elliott got suspended because he's a fucking idiot. Like, let's be real. Let's be, let's be, let's be frank. This is a guy who just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Now, I don't want to sit there and go into the actual case because, again, me and you weren't there. We don't know what happened. I believe something happened. Now, do I believe that he hit her? Per se, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and say she did. She's lying. She's full of shit. Would it surprise me that she's lying and full of shit? No. Because you and I both know, we know situations similar to this. We were, in a, we were in a profession where stuff like this happens all the time. So it would not surprise me if this is, is, is it's total bullshit. Now, it wouldn't, that would it's it, match made in piece of shit heaven. Exactly. Because would it surprise you if Zeke basically beat the bitch up? No, it wouldn't surprise you at all. It wouldn't surprise you at all. Now, would it surprise you that he didn't beat the bitch up and the bitch is just trying to fucking get his money and get him and destroy his reputation or whatever because he went off and probably fucked up, probably dumped her or fucked some other chicks or whatever? Like, would it surprise you? No, absolutely not. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me either way. I just think that I think when you're analyzing this situation, I don't think you can sit there and say, oh, Zeke is right. The league is wrong. Oh, the league is right. Totally let right, and Zeke is wrong. I, I don't think I don't I don't think you can kind of play that tug of war with the issue. I think you have to kind of see it from both sides. Yeah, you, you can't like you can't really draw a line in the sand. And I think like I like I think we all get caught like when the initial uh, like news came down because mm-hmm. you don't want to get stuck where. You know, where you look like, I'm not saying this is me or you or anyone that we might know. You don't want to get into a situation where you look like you're victim blaming. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want to, you know, a thousand percent, you know, it, it, I think due process needs to be done. And, you know, the fact of the matter is the police weren't able to, you know, come to any conclusion. Um, the investigation was shoddy at best anyway yeah. uh, but that's neither here nor there that's yeah. my personal opinion yeah. um, but at the end of the day man like you gotta be able to prove the shit and the NFL is in a tough spot because you know there's a lot more outrage of, like you said earlier like with domestic violence shit they just suspended um, uh, what's my man's name Josh Brown the kicker from the Giants well he yeah. doesn't play for the Giants anymore but they just suspended him six games if he ever gets um, signed with a team um, they they suspended him for six games because this is all like um, a retroactive type of punishment. And I think that the league is now they're at a point like you like to kind of piggyback what you said a moment ago. They don't want to catch that heat like they were before, letting guys just whip or whatever. So now you have to be Zeke for better or for worse, whichever side of the spectrum that you look on it. He has to be made an example out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it right? Nah, not necessarily. Is it wrong? Nah, not necessarily. You know what I mean? It's. I think it's a necessary evil sometimes because, like, you, like we and I were talking about, see, his name always seems to pop up in some shit. So 
it looks like a duck. It fucking sounds like a duck. Hey, it's a motherfucking duck. Everyone can everyone can finish that sentence just like you did. So I, I think when there's smoke, there's fire, and I think Zeke might be you know not not to throw dirt on a man's name, but he seems like he's kind of a little bit of a dirtbag. Um, so if there's enough whisperings about things, and the NFL wants to go, you know what, dog? We've had a lot of problems with players just like you getting away with everything because you're rich and you're famous and you're an athlete. You play for the title, you're yeah. America's team, all this bullshit. Just put a stop to it right now. None of this bullshit. And that lets the rest of the guys know when you are in a situation and you, you know, you're in a domestic violence type of situation, which I have no type of qualms for. Absolutely not. You get the biggest punishment that you deserve because you're a piece of shit. Um, but I think it sends a message to these younger guys that, you know, these, these some of these athletes, and not to play the coddled athlete role, but, you know, the, some of these guys are, have been the man, quote-unquote, since they were, you know, 14, 15 years old. They run through high school thinking that they're the shit. Um, because teachers and whomever cater them, they get whatever So you have this elitist mentality that and in football mm-hmm. players too have that gladiator mentality where nobody can touch me. I'm fucking rich. I'm Rick James, bitch. That type of um, right. that type of mentality. And I think it is on the NFL right now as the corporation, as the employer, um, to put a stop to the bullshit. And if a six game <clears throat> Excuse me. If a, a six-game suspension for Zeke is something that's gonna <clears throat> put a stop to the precedent, then hey, um, necessary because I'm fucking tired of uh, players being pieces of shit um, and committing crimes, and then you have fan bases and you know dog Abby Twitter out here taking up issue with players like Marcus Peters who want to sit during the anthem. Um, I just don't think it's right. Call a fucking spade a spade. Um, you know, but that, that's a whole other issue that, you know, you and I are beating to death, you know, or, or on the show and then, you know, just you and I talking mm-hmm. offline. Um, it, it's just bullshit. That's the dynamic of the NFL. Anyway, it, it reaches everybody. <laughs> um, the country's best and the country's worst. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely. Think, and, like, and I think, like, really, it, it's, you know, like you said, it, it's a, a precedent setter. Um, you know, you need that one good ass whooping when you're a kid to know that your mom and dad ain't playing around no more. And I think that's what the NFL is doing. Like, you watch your sister get your ass beat for something, like, oh shit, I ain't bringing home no D's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's very similar to that. Whether it's right or wrong, that's that's not for me to say. I don't. I'm not responsible for a multi-billion-dollar corporation. So, um, but it's still fuck Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like I, I just don't want it to seem because I mean, if anybody that knows me uh, knows this show, I am, I am not a Roger Goodell fan, just like most NFL fans. So, uh, pardon me for be the for be the guy that actually supports a decision that he makes. But I also think he was just in that tough situation, like you said. He's damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't suspend him, you know, everybody is gonna say, oh, he's soft on, oh, he's soft on domestic violence. Oh, he gave the Cowboys a favor because they're the Cowboys, blah blah blah, and then and of course you have what we have now. If he does suspend them, all oh, Goodell is abusing his power, blah blah blah, da 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 da. So again, it's it's a no win situation. But that just that news came down uh, late uh, late tonight, late this evening or whatever. Not late this evening, early early. Yeah, this uh, late afternoon, late afternoon, early evening that uh, Zeke Elliott was going to play the full year, um, filed a uh, restraining order. Uh, 
well, I don't know the exact legal, um, um, you know, the exact yeah, legal something like that. Yeah, some some. Yeah, something. I know it's like a restraining or something or whatever that they uh, that he filed. So he's going to be eligible to play, not just Sunday, obviously, but the entire season. So. So it's going to be interesting. So now, so this, this to the people that got him in a temporary restraining order granted a temporary restraining order from this from the suspension. So he will be eligible to play, and this is going to get stuck in court hell. I don't foresee a ruling on this till after the season. Honestly, I really don't. Um, I think this is going to be. I don't think it's going to be as long as drawn out as Deflategate, but I think this is going to be something similar. It's just it's going to get settled sometime in the off season. So, be prepared. But uh, we're doing tonight's show. We're previewing the NFL. Uh, obviously, the you know season gets kicked off. It gets well, it kicked off last night officially, technically. But you know, it really counts on Sunday. That's when it, that's when the league starts. You know what I mean? That's when it really yeah. fucking starts. Now, Sunday, now at, Sunday afternoon. What what you talk about, man? Oh, the Bucks Dolphins game got canceled, dog. They oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. 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 I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Bucks and the uh, Dolphins uh, got pushed back till November. Uh, uh week sixteen. No, it wasn't. No, that's before that. It's like week ten. I think they have a buy-in because the, the the thing was obviously it's, it's, it's week uh, it's week eleven. I think. I think it's week eleven. Yeah, they both have a bye week and week. They just they it's they 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 just so happen to have the same exact bye weeks. And obviously with the hurricane uh, that's about to hit Florida, uh, shout out to everybody in Florida. God bless everybody. We're praying for you guys. I have family in Florida, so uh, our all all of our hearts are heavy, especially with what happened in Houston with Harvey. So. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, we're praying for everybody in Florida to be safe. Don't be stupid. Stay indoors. Hope you guys are all safe and whatever. So, but anyway, yeah. So, obviously with Irma coming or whatever, um, they felt the need to have to push the game back. Rightfully so. Um, they were in a tough situation. Obviously, if they go, they move it to a neutral site. There's a lot of family travel. There's a lot of logistics issues involved with just moving it to a neutral site. They just figured they do the lesser of the two evils per se. And move it to the the dual bye weeks that these two teams have in week eleven. I don't want to say it's week ten or week eleven. One of those two. But later on, yes. so these teams are basically going to play sixteen straight weeks. Um, so it's tough, man. Because it's, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I, you can't blame the league. You can't blame the league. The crazy thing is, is that the, a late bye week is so valuable. Like especially for absolutely. Not, I mean, for any team, but especially like the team like the Bucks, who are really trying to make a push. Um, you know, the depth is okay. I'm a little worried about our depth at cornerback. Um, Brent Grimes is not a spring chicken anymore. Um, Vernon Hargraves is good, but you need a pair of corners. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm a little worried about that. A little worried about our offensive line depth. Um, but you know, w- w- what can you really do at this stage? You know. Yeah, no, I, 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 and you can't blame the league. I mean, they, they had to do something, obviously. You got a fucking Category 5 storm coming that's going to basically hit the state directly, head on, like the entire basic state. So, of course, they had to move. They had to cancel the game. They had to move the game. They had to, they had to find alternative methods to it. It just so happened that these two teams have the same bye week. So it just was one of those things. It's just unlucky. Yeah, it lucked out with that. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, the league lucked out, if you want to look at it from their perspective, it's luck. Um, for these two teams, obviously, they're, they're not lucky because they, they get a bye week, week one, and then they play, then they have no breaks the rest of the season on. So, yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, it's just one of those things. But, um, yeah, for outside of two teams, or outside of, outside of four teams, uh, the action really starts picking up Sunday. Obviously, and um, before we actually got to start breaking down our predictions and previewing some teams, um, just give me two storylines that you're really kind of into. What are the two biggest storylines that you think is going to dominate this? Give me two or three storylines that you feel are going to dominate this season. Storyline perspective. Well, for me, I mean, me personally. Um, besides your own like team or whatever, right? Besides your own team. <laughs> Um, I think the Patriots, um, even, even especially after what happened last night, mm-hmm. um, even going into the season, there's a lot of talk of them, you know, running the, running the table and things like that, uh, which is really hard to do anyway. Make like, forget about that shit after last night. Um, but, but I think, you know, Tom Brady at, at age 40, um, just, he looked really good last year just to see what he's able to do. He's got some vertical threats, um. More so than he hasn't really had since Brandon Moss um, and Brandon Cooks, and now uh, Philip Dorsett. Take that for what you will. Some people might consider him a bust. Um, Not might, nigga. So, I consider him a bust. He's been. I mean, I thought Philip Dorsett was going to be a beast, and I was yeah, like, because I remember when the Colts drafted him. I remember when the Colts drafted him. I was like, man, they're going to have Ty and Philip Dorsett. I was like, man, that's sick. And then he just never really materialized into anything. So I would, I would call him a yeah. bust. That's me. Being, I think, I think being a number two receiver, um, I'm not very high on Andrew Luck anymore. Um, uh, that's a conversation for another. That's a conversation, conversation for another day. Because um, I, I feel like we could spend 45 minutes talking about Andrew Luck, and I don't want to talk about Andrew Luck. Um, but I think, I think that possibly maybe a um, a senior would be good for Dorsett. He's got all the physical tools. You just know, you you do know that if there's any team that's going to extract any level of potential from him, it's going to be the Patriots. I mean, you just know. You just know that Philip Dorsett is basically going to turn into, uh, you know, Santana Moss and shit when he gets to the fucking Patriots. Like, you just, I just know it's going to happen. Like, he was a fucking bus in Indy, and then he's going to fucking go to New England, and he's going to be basically, uh, you know... Terry Glenn. I mean, that's just this is basically what he's going to be. It's fucking crazy. But. I mean, at, at any given time, I think, you know, love or hate the Patriots, um, I, I think the one thing that everyone respects about that, that franchise is that it, it really is the epitome of the next man up. Um, yeah. at, at any given time, anybody on that team can be the man. Completely that agree. he's in a good spot. He's got a, a good offensive coordinator. He's got Tom Brady there, um, and then maybe just some accountability and no pressure, like, really, you know, and no pressure. Was it? Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's like fuck it. I I can come in here, and he was a little bit in the shadow of T. Y. Hilton. Not to say that he won't be in the same in the shadow of, of Brandon Cooks, but mm. the team, the culture there. There's really no shadows. Like, say what you want about Tom being the greatest, uh, but he goes in there and treats it like he's a rookie. You know what I mean? The, the work, like, they're going to put you to work, and that's 
that's their ethos there. And I think that that's going to maybe he'll learn some new habits. He's still pretty young, I think. Was he like 25, 26? Yeah, he's young. He's young. So, you know, some, some, some guys are late bloomers, you know. Uh, other than that, um, obviously we, we talked at length about Ezekiel Elliott and really the Cowboys as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not sold on that as of yet. I think that he definitely got a big push. I'm not sure if he is the guy yet. Um, the jury's still out on that. Um, you know, you just have to look at the schedule. Obviously, having Zeke back is a big thing. Um, the NFC East now is back to being the NFC Beast like it was um, like in the early 2000s, uh, or, or the mid-2000s, I should say. Uh, so I think that that's something that you know we're definitely going to have to look at because now the picture of the NFC looks really good because you have the Giants whose defense turned a huge corner. Um, you know if they can get the running game going, if Eli can cut down on the mistakes, their receiving core is pretty good again uh, with the addition of Brandon Marshall. Uh, you know I think that adds another wrinkle to that division. Uh, say what you want about the Eagles. Um, Jerry's still obviously out on Carson Wentz, so uh, you know, middle of the year we'll have to circle back to that and see where he's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that team is going to go as he goes. Um, you know, and the Redskins with Redskins with the whole Kirk Cousins drama. Um, you know, they still have a pretty decent team there, um, but again, you know, this is a quarterback's league. You're going to go as your quarterback goes. Uh, elsewhere in the NFC. Um, I'm really, as much as I hate the Falcons, I'm really interested in seeing where they're going to go from this because... Um, so, hold on, not, not to, not to cut you off, but up. just before we get into like that, so so that's, that's like, so your storylines as I see is now the Patriots and can they repeat basically? Um, yeah. The Cowboys and are the Cowboys for real or are they one year fluke and then you're going to pick the Falcons as your third storyline to watch? Yeah, Falcons are going to be an, a team. Obviously, I have to keep an eye on. Um, they play in our division. Um, all objectivity. Um, they got a little bit better on D. They added Don Terry Poe. Um, they got uh, what's my man's name, Tack um, McKinley from UCLA. Um, Shut up that defensive line a little bit. Yeah. Um, but teams have Super Bowl hangovers. Um, and I'm wondering if last year was maybe just negative. That's a hell of a hangover. That's a hell of a negative. That's a that's a fucking that's a night of Jaeger and Hennessy mixed together. Fuck. <laughs> and that mental cloud yeah. is gonna be there. Uh, yeah. You know, okay, they're up in the game. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know what I mean? I think right. that that's always going to be in the back of Dan Quinn's right. mind. The health of Julio Jones, obviously, again, right. so um, I think those are the biggest ones. Um, the AFC doesn't do it for me, really. Um, I think that that's pretty. Well, I don't know. You can't really say anything about the Patriots right now. Um, you know, because in, you know, the Chiefs, so. Um, but those, those are the main things that um, I'm focused on this uh, this coming season outside of my own agenda with the Bucks. Right. Um, I mostly agree with you. That's crazy. I, I mostly agree with you. Number one storyline for me. I mean, I think it's easy to put the Patriots in there. I mean, the Patriots are always a storyline. I mean, they've been the dominant team in the league for the last you know 15 years. So obviously, they're always going to be 
one of the storylines. So not to be the same as you, I think number one, the number one storyline for me, number one, is the Falcons. What are the Falcons? What are the Falcons going to be able to recover from that defeat? And I, I said it a few months ago when it, I know you weren't on. I said it during the Super Bowl time frame you know, and, and the aftermath of the fucking collapse. But I said I said this. Teams that have a loss like this, and this is a loss, this isn't just, oh, we lost a Super Bowl. This is a demoralizing, a embarrassing, a collapse, a choke job. This is one of the most historic losses in the history of sports. And when you have a loss like that, there's a lot of teams that don't come back from that. There's a lot of franchises that it takes a long time to really, really come back from that. And I don't know if Atlanta is one of those teams that can come back from that. And I'm going to be very interested. And, they, and I know they said the right things about they're not thinking about next year. They're going to use it as motivation and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what do you expect? What the fuck are you going to expect? Like, like if Peter King goes to see fucking Matt Ryan in preseason, what do you expect him to say? Oh, I'm still butthurt about losing the Super Bowl? Of course not. They're not going to say that. They're, they're not going to fucking say that. They're not going to say that. They're going to put on a brave face. They're going to, they're going to tell the company line. They're going to say all the, the, the good quotes that the fans want to hear. But I'm, and I don't even I don't even think it's from a percept from a standpoint of whether they'll be good or not because I I, I I struggle with the Falcons because I'm not a huge Dan Quinn fan. I think losing losing, losing Shanahan I think will hurt. I think it will hurt because because I think that, I think that's one of the most underrated moves of the offseason that nobody's really talked about. Matt, everybody people. Act like Matt Ryan was was balling like he was last year before Shanahan got there. And Shan- I mean, remember there was like a two year stretch where Matt Ryan. I mean, a lot of people. I've always been a Matt Ryan guy. Like by the way, like I like Matt Ryan. I think he's I think he's gotten a lot of unfair critique. Like I think Matt Ryan's a really good quarterback. I, do I think he's great? Do I think he's an uh, Do I think Matt Ryan is Tom Brady? No. But do I think Matt Ryan is fucking you know? Andy Dalton? No, no, no. But I, I, I think so. But, but there was a lot of people that really forget that Matt Ryan struggled before Kyle Shanahan got there. Like there were talks that Matt Ryan was wasn't living up to his contract, that he was, you know, he he had regressed, yada yada yada, blah 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 blah. I think it had, a lot of that had to do with a shitty offensive line, a terrible coach, um, Julio Jones being hurt more so than Matt Ryan per se himself, but. Um, Matt Ryan was not great uh, the 2016 season or the 2015 season should, should I say so he put up numbers I mean he put up statistically he had a decent year but he wasn't he, he wasn't the normal Matt Ryan that you had come to expect or he hadn't taken that next step and then last year he took that next step he really became an elite level quarterback I mean he was he was dominating games statistically so I, I think I think losing Shanahan is going to be a big big Thing for them, I don't like. I said I don't love Dan Quinn. I, I'm not a Dan Quinn fan as a head coach. He hasn't shown me much yet. I know he got some Super Bowls, so it's hard to say that. But I'm not a huge Dan Quinn fan. Um, that defense, I know that defense is better. I know they've made some additions to that defense. I know that defense played well for three quarter or three and a half quarter, or two and a half quarters anyway um, in the Super Bowl. But I'm still not a believer in that defense. I still don't believe that that defense in a big spot, money on the line, can get stops. See the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. 
Um, well, they'll be they'll be a little bit better off. They'll be better, but I don't think that defense. They're, they're getting Trufant back. He's their best corner. He's one of the best corners in the league. I think. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Um, you know, that that's kind of another wrinkle um, to kind of think about it because Trufant. I mean, I've seen him. You know, lock dudes up. So. Um, you know, just, just an interesting... Yeah, I, I, I think they're... I, I don't want to sound too down on their defenses. I think they have a pretty decent... I think they have a pretty good defense. I, I, I don't think they're... I don't think it's great. I don't think it's dominant. I don't think it's elite. I think I think it's an okay defense. Can you win a championship with that defense? I think so. I think they have a good defense. I think they have a very good defensive line. I will say that. I think their defensive line has a chance to be really, really good. But I don't think that's a... a you know... I don't think that's a just close your eyes, pin your ears back, let that defense just win you games. I, I don't think that's that type of defense. So I'll say that. But I, I, I'm 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 really interested to see how the Falcons come because that's a loss that takes a generation to get over. That's that's a that's a that's a Cleveland Browns you know the drive type of loss. That's a loss that takes a long time to get over. That's a that's a that's at least a, a a loss that sends your franchise back ten years. Now, if the if the Falcons can come, and that's another and the other wrinkle about this too, nobody cares what the Falcons do this regular season. No, the Falcons can literally go fourteen and two, have the best record in the league, have home field advantage throughout the fucking postseason. Nobody cares. They have to literally for them to get over this loss, for them to change the conversation. They literally have to go back to the Super Bowl and win. Like that that is the only way you change the narrative of the Falcons. You know, and people were comparing it to the Warriors and the Warriors lost um, in the twenty sixteen NBA finals. And I think this was and I, I ten times thought this was worse than what the Warriors did. Um, because the Warriors is a seven game series, a lot of things can happen, blah blah blah. Dee, 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 dee. I mean, this is one game, twenty eight to three. You know, you're supposed to win, especially in the Super Bowl. You gotta win that game. You have to win that game. So I, I think I think the Falcons are a big storyline for me. Um, the number two storyline I, I would say is the Kaepernick effect. How big are these? And, and it's more of an off the field per se type of thing. But how? I think it's a twofold thing because how long does Kaepernick remain without a job? Does he stay the whole season without a job? Eventually, does some team pick? I still believe, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm ignorant, whatever, I still believe that somebody's going to pick him up because I think that, obviously, the NFL season is it's, it's, it's littered with fucking injuries. Guys sneeze and somebody gets hurt. Um... I think some team out there will... First of all, this thing has gotten way too big, number one. It's gotten way too big. It's gotten a lot of coverage. I think eventually somebody will pick him up. But that's a storyline. And then the, the the effect of Kaepernick. You know, now you're seeing, you know, last night you had Marcus Peters sitting. You know, obviously Michael Bennett. Um, you know, all this shit that's going Marshawn Lynch. So how much more does the Kaepernick effect carry on throughout this season? I think that's a big storyline to watch. Um, and the, the third storyline for me, I think, is Dallas. I agree with you on that. Is Dallas a legit Super Bowl contender? Are they are they a, are they a team that we can kind of put up there now as a team that's that's ready for to, to compete for a championship on a year to year basis, or were they were they just kind of a one year flash? Um, I don't know. 
Um, I w- I'm a little bit like you. Um, I wasn't completely sold on Dak Prescott. Um, even la- even coming into last year, like I know a lot of people. I was like, I, I saw a lot of his games in Mississippi State. I wasn't a huge fan. I'll be honest. I never thought of him as wow. This is the guy that wowed me. But he impressed me a lot of stretches last year. I thought he was great. I mean, he obviously played great last year. And he even played great in that Packer game in the, in the playoffs. I thought he had a really good game after a rough start. Um, I, mean, he play, I mean, he played well. I mean, I, I'm not trying to rip Dak. But, you know, I'm still not, I'm still not all the way sold on him. Um, so I think it's interesting to see what kind of player he is this year. I think having Zeke for the year instead of after not having him potentially for six games, now having him for six games and obviously beyond, I think it's going to help him. Um, that defense to me is still not great. I still don't believe – you talk about the Falcons' defense. I definitely don't believe in Dallas's defense. I still don't even know how that team, how that defense overperformed last year. And you know how these things – and you know how these things go. When, when a defense overperforms one year, usually things have a, have a way of leveling out. So I, I got a feeling that that Dallas defense is going to turn into a fucking disaster this year again um, for whatever the reason. Um, so I think Dallas is a major storyline. I, I think Dallas – I mean, Dallas is always – Dallas is always a major storyline, obviously, because they're the Dallas fucking Cowboys. But I think they're especially a, a, a major storyline, obviously, with the whole Zeke Elliott thing. And is Dallas for real? Is Dallas a legitimate Super Bowl contender or were they kind of just a one-year flash in the pan? Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Um, so I agree with – I agree with two out of the three. Um of the ones you brought up, I, I'll throw the Kaepernick situation in there because I do think the Kaepernick situation, it's only going to get bigger. I, I think it's only going to get bigger. Some people say, like, oh, once the game starts, it's going to die down. I, I disagree. I think the more and more, I mean, can you imagine, like, just imagine watching a bum-ass team. Like, my, imagine Jacksonville. Let's say Jacksonville gets off to an 0-4. Like, let's say Jacksonville gets off to a fucking 0-4 start, right? And they've got Chad Henney and Blake Bortles fucking... The, the, the epitome of QB regurgitation um, People are going to be sitting there like You mean to tell me Colin Kaepernick Can't do a better job than these two fucking stiffs So I, I really believe That this is going to be a, a major Storyline going forward and also the effect Of it you know a lot of guys are starting to kneel I think this is going to be a big thing I really Really I really really believe that So um, That's the only thing I would I, That's the only different one there that I would throw in um, that you didn't bring up, uh, but throw the Kaepernick situation in there. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that is always in the back of my mind. Um, I think that um, just to kind of close that one up, um, one one more injury, um, one concussion to someone. But a part of me, like, I want to be optimistic about it, man. But like. The other part of me is just like these owners and these GMs, like they're too stubborn for their own good. Like you know, yeah. Just Tom Coughlin has a shit show of a quarterback situation in Jacksonville. Just use that as an example because I think you gave the perfect example of a team in trouble and a team that has potentially a very good defense. Yeah, and some talent on offense. Um, you put Leonard Fournette in the in the the the, um, the equation along with um, Allen Robinson and um, oh shit, uh, what's his name? Allen Hurts. Allen 
Alex Hearns, even though he didn't have a great year last year, but Alex yes. Hearns is still talented. Yeah, yeah, they're they're talented guys, and um, you know Leonard Fournette can be a workhorse in this league. Yeah. Um, and I just Blake Bortles is gonna go out there and do Blake Bortles things. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna throw pick sixes like he always does. Um, and Chad Henney's gonna come in and he's gonna stink up the joint, or he's gonna be very mediocre, and they're gonna be okay with it um, because. The, the shitty thing is, is that the teams that should be looking at, at Colin Kaepernick to come in and help are teams that don't know how to win. Um, they're cursed franchises. You mean to tell me the fucking Rams couldn't use him right Dude, now? Dude, you mean to tell me my fucking Jets? Josh McCown? Bryce Petty? Christian Hackerberg who couldn't fucking hit me standing 10 feet away from me? I mean, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm, I'm insulted as a Jet fan. I'm insulted as a Jet fan that, A, I have to watch this shit show of a fucking team, and second, that Josh McCown is my starting fucking quarterback. Josh McCown! Josh McCown! I mean, you've got, you must be fucking kidding me. You must be kidding me. How do you even, how do you even, how do you with a straight face if you're Todd Bowles say, well, we're trying to win games? How do you, how? How with a straight face? Mm-hmm. And the old adage goes, winning cures everything. You mean to tell me a team, when they bring in Kyle Kaepernick, you have all these people, I'm going to boycott the league. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, I said, yeah. Me and you have talked about this. Pick, pick, pick a reason off the list. But I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Kaepernick leads your team back. Well, he has a game-winning drive. If he plays for the Jets and they're playing the Dolphins or... I don't know, the fucking Patriots or, you know, or if he looks respectable against the Patriots, leads a game-winning drive against the Dolphins or, or something like that, a team like that, someone that you guys play regularly. Um, you mean to tell me that that win wouldn't make that shit go away? Yeah. I think we all fans are, really you know, I, I, I always think fans are always full of bullshit when it comes to these fucking stances. Oh, so you're going to yeah. take a stand against Colin Kaepernick because he kneels, but you didn't take a stand for a guy that beat his bitch up. Or you didn't take a stand for a guy that committed murder, potentially. Or you didn't take a stand for a guy who threw his pregnant wife on a, on a bed full of guns. You didn't take a stand for that? Please. I, I, I'm completely with you. I'm completely, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me, let, let's, let's just say that, let's just say Josh McCown, let's just say Josh McCown and Bryce Petty both break their fucking necks. God forbid, obviously, we're not rooting for them to, you know, severely injure themselves. But, you know, follow me. Let's say they both get severely injured and they're both out for the season and the Jets are forced to have to fucking sign Colin Kaepernick. You mean to tell me if Colin Kaepernick goes out there and he leads the Jets through four games through a 3-1 record, or at the very least 2-2, two and two, forget that, forget 2-2. Two and two. If the Jets are, let's say the Jets are 3-1 and one, and they've won some games, they've won some big games, you mean to tell me that there's, there's going to be a fan in Syosset, Long Island, upset that the Jets sign Colin Kaepernick? Bull fucking shit. They're going to be fans buying his fucking jerseys. They're full of shit. I, I lived through the same thing with the Mets and Jose Reyes when they brought him back. There were a lot of fans like, oh, don't want you bring a buck off the rails. They beat us right up, And as soon as Jose Reyes got a couple big hits and a couple big, you know, RBIs and he played well and the team played well, it, it magically the whole domestic violence thing disappeared. Amazing how that happens. Amazing. Amazing how that whole thing happens. Aroldis Chapman last year, potentially, you know, allegedly, whatever you want to call it, you know, you know, hit his wife, drew a gun on her, whatever the fucking whole situation was. But there were teams falling over themselves last trading deadline last year to fucking get a role as Chapman. Falling over themselves. There was no protest then. I guarantee you any Cup fan, I guarantee you there wasn't a Cup fan 
from from Wrigley to freaking St. Louis that wasn't complaining not one fucking bit that Aroldis Chapman closed out, uh, struck out Carlos Santana in that ninth inning. So don't so don't come with me with that bullshit. I'm sorry. I I, I never buy that. Oh, the, the fans are gonna be so outraged. They're not gonna come back and they're not gonna watch. Bullshit. They're gonna watch. They're gonna watch. Fans are fickle and winning cares everything. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, all right. So let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of this thing. Um, before we kind of go into our predictions of you know pick our division winners and and whatnot. Um, give me one team that is gonna that it, that that you think is that everybody loves that you think is overrated, and give me one team that you think that nobody's giving credit to that you think is gonna be better than people think. Go. Um, damn it! I think uh, I think the Raiders are a little bit overrated at this point. I would agree with that. Sucks. Yeah, I would agree with that. I love I love Derek Carr. Um, I love Marshawn. Um, that secondary is bad. Yep. Um, this another year being bad. It's Derek Carr's coming off a, of an injury. Um, that's the type of injury that gets in your head because um, I think it was his plant foot mm-hmm. uh, that snapped. So I think that's going to be something that's in the back of his head. The offensive line is good, obviously, but um, I think they're a little bit overrated. Um, I, I don't have a problem with the Raiders. I'd like to see the Raiders do well. Um, but I, I think they're getting a little bit, um, you know, a little big for their bridges right now. Um, an underrated team, I think, um, you know, I'm not going to go with my bucks, um, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Titans. They play in a shitty division. Oh, I would disagree with that. I think a lot, the Titans are getting a lot of love. I mean, there's a lot of people that have the Titans as a sneak, as a sleeper Super Bowl pick. Really? Yeah, I, I think I, the Titans I, are getting a lot of love. I would disagree with you, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Um. I think um, Mary. I think I see the love for Mariota, um, but not not so much for the team as a whole. They have a couple of flaws, um, but I think that that's. Um, I guess it's not really a dark horse. Um, but in the NFL, like, is there really a dark horse? Um, well, you always have. You always have those years where teams kind of come out of nowhere and and overperform or do better than, than when they expected. I mean, who expected the, the, the Lions to be in the playoffs last year? Especially after fucking Calvin Johnson retired. Who expected them to be there? So, so I'll give you, I'll give you, my, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll actually do it per conference. So I, I think for me, I, I agree somewhat with you with, with the Raiders. I, I still think the Raiders are going to be good. I think their offense is just too good. I, think, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I, I agree with you. I don't think there is. I don't, not yet. I think they still have to improve that defense. I, I think that defense is Khalil Mack and a bunch of other guys, basically. So, um, yep. so that's, that's, that's my, that's my, uh, my analysis on that. Um, a team that I think is overrated that gets a lot of love that I'm, I, I'm, I'm just not seeing it with them yet. I think the Bucks, man. I hate to fucking say it to you, dude, because I think I'm not saying the Bucks are going to be bad, but I, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying that the Bucks can win that division. That I think the, that the Bucks are. I think they can. I, I, I'm, I'm not there with the Bucks yet, man. I, I'm not. I think their defense is is pretty good. I think they've made some definite improvements in the in you know in the offensive side of football. The football, obviously, their, their offensive line is improved. Obviously, I think. Um, you know the receivers that they got now. They got a pretty good receiving tandem, and, and Mike Evans and uh, Deshaun Jackson. 
I, I'm still not sold on 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 Winston, man. As a big time, top flight, this guy can win. I can win 10, 11 games with this. I'm just. I'm not there with him yet. I still got to see more. I know he had a good season last year. I know he played well, especially especially as a season. Going. In the preseason, I know say what you want about preseason. Um, but last year during preseason, just to kind of like, as a caveat, because um, I don't think I'm going to change your mind either way, but, um, and that's fine. Um, but last year, you know, the thing about Jameis is, He's erratic sometimes, right? A good, he's gonna, you know, he can potentially win you a game or lose you a game, and, and that's always been the concern with James because he trusts his arm too much. Um, but I think if you look at his uh, numbers in the preseason and the way that he was throwing the ball, um, he's leading drives, um, mixing it up, taking down passes, going deep, um, you know, completing a large amount of his passes, um, just very accurate throws. Um, and just his his mechanics look a little bit better. He seems to be tightening them up a little bit, um, which is going to help in the long run too. He's not raping um, white girls. And I think just the coaching is going to be better. He's not raping um, white girls. The big, the big thing that that we were playoff contender last year. He's not raping white girls. What's that? He's not raping white girls. There is no evidence. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like being petty. My bad, man. I just felt like being petty. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, coaching, uh, did you watch Hard Knocks at all? Nah, I watched Hard Knocks. So, when you can watch Hard Knocks and look at James' relationship with Eric Cutter, our, co- our head coach, um, James threw this, like, as an example, James threw this stupid-ass pick, like, in training camp, and Dirk is chewing his ass out like he's, like... Basic training drill sergeant. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck was that? This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. And James is like, that's on me. That's, that's on me, coach. Um, so the accountability is there. And, and the other thing that I before, you know, I'll let you continue your thing. I, I think, if anything, it's going to be a perfect storm of opportunity because we're talking about the Falcons. They're having a Super Bowl hangover. I'm not super sold on the Panthers. Hmm. Um, I think, and that's another team that, that you, you could really say that's a little overrated. Um, obviously, they're going to be in games because of Cam and they have Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm not super sold on them. And the Saints, I feel like the Saints, are, their window is, is just about shut. Um, so I think just a perfect, a good opportunity for the Bucks. And they have an easy schedule. So, um, you know... If they don't win the division, I definitely think that we should be a playoff team. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. That's not my prediction that we'll win the uh, the division, but I think we could. Um, and if they did, I wouldn't be like, oh, where the fuck did that come from? You know what I mean? But, yeah. no, I definitely agree with you about the concerns about the team and, and the addition guess, of the team. I guess um, I'm just I'm not, I'm, I'm just not gun-ho about them yet. I, I, I got to see more. Watch, uh, watch uh, Hard Knocks and see if it changes your mind. Oh, I mean, I'll go back and watch it. I mean, I've, I've heard good things about this season, so I'll definitely go back. And the, team is, the team is the team chemistry. I'm right? not. I, I just I don't know. I, I still I still worry about the run game. I mean, is Doug Martin going to be a factor at all? I know he's suspended. He first. was good at preseason, man. Like his um, explosiveness, his 
explosion looked good. His feet looked fast. Um, I guess my biggest question mark for the for the Bucks is is Jameis Winston ready to take that next level? And I think that's why I'm just not ready to just say full board. I I just I don't know. I just I, I look at the Bucks and I think there's a lot of expectations. A lot of teams that are a lot of people are expecting them to kind of take that jump next year. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Seen, like, I see like a lot of like, hey, the Bucks might be legit. The Bucks might be legit. Um, but I just, you know, I think it's. Um, it's a I'll give you. I'll team. give you another team that I'm just not. Now I know many of the people that know both of us will say I'm being a fucking hater because I hate this team. I despise this team. But I'm just, just you know. I, I I'm not high on the Giants. I think the Giants are overrated. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Patriots. No, 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 no. I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm not a fucking idiot now. Come on now. I hate the fucking Patriots, but I'm not an idiot. Come on now. You should know me better than that. Um, um, I'm just not high on the Giants. The Giants get a lot of love. And I think the Giants overperformed last year. First of all, the Giants had an easy schedule last year. They they overperformed. I think their defense is good. I think their defense is really good. I don't love. I don't love. I still don't think they. I still. I, I still think they have a shitty offensive line. Eli, he looks. I, I'm not gonna say he's shot, but he looks like he's. He's 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 closer to being shot than being on. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Eli, yeah, to me, has regressed. He's regressed, and he's he's a year older. He still doesn't have any protection on that offensive line. Um, I think the addition of Marshall will help. Although Marshall, we know how he's not washed. He's not washed up. I, he's not washed up. He's, he dealt with some knickknack injuries last year when he was on the Jets. I, I don't. I, I, he's still. He's still. He's still effective. He's still. I think he's still an effective receiver, and especially having Odell and Sterling Shepard, I think he's going to help him. I think he's going to get some attention off of him. Um, he's not the type of receiver that can just dominate football games the way he used to, but I still think he's really, really good. Um, I think it'll help, although I, I think if he's engaged and if he comes into the the locker room with a good attitude, I think he's definitely going to help. If he's Brandon Marshall, well, usually his first year in a place, he's always pretty good. It's the second year that his attitude just starts to rub people the wrong fucking way and people want to punch him in the fucking face, but whatever. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think the Giants, I mean, there's, there's people, I've seen some people say that the Giants are a sleeper Super Bowl pick too. And I'm just like, I'm not seeing it. Eli's old. The offensive line is still shitty. I mean, earth, earth to Eric Flowers, come back to me. Um, you know, they have no running game. I mean, I like Paul Perkins, but I don't think he's an every down featured back. I mean, where's this love with the Giants? I know they have a really, they have a great defense. I'm not going to shit on their defense. Their defense is legit. Top flight. I love their defense. But I don't think that team is that good. Outside of that defense, I think that team, and of course, Odell Beckham, obviously can't forget about him. But outside of them, outside of those two factors, like where's this team that great? I I, I just don't see it. I I don't know. I I don't see it. Um, Moving along a little bit, the two uh, two teams that I think are going to, that are that are getting little to no love that I think are going to be better than people expect. Um, number one in the NFC, I, I just, I, I, I matter of fact, I think I got two in the NFC. Well, I, I got one, but I'll give you another one just just for just for fun of it. Um, my one, I think Arizona is not getting a lot of love for whatever the reason, and I know I know the reason because Carson Palmer is fucking sixty five. I get it, and he's and he's a sneeze away from being basically dead. Um, I get that. <laughs> I, I get that. 
But I still, I mean, I still like Arizona. I think I think their defense is still really, really good. I think David Johnson is a fucking monster. He's he's not he's he's not great. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's not great. He's a monster. Um, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald is is Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's he's the ageless wonder. Still great. Still effective. Um, I think their offensive line is still pretty decent. Um, I just I like Arizona. I think last year they just had a lot of injuries. Palmer got hurt, and then you know he didn't perform well. I just got a funny feeling that that team is going to play better than people give them credit for. I don't know why Arizona. I think it's funny. Arizona was like the toast of the NFL for about two years, and then everybody kind of fell off of them after last year. Or after 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 they lost, after they got fucking skull drawn in the NFC Championship game, and then everybody kind of fell off the, whor- the 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 bandwagon last year when they kind of struggled. But I mean, even last year, like with all their struggles, I think they went eight and eight. So it's not like they fucking just completely collapsed. I think that team still got talent. I think their defense is still pretty good. Um, I, I, of course, I love David Johnson. I know Carson Palmer. I know Carson Palmer is 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 an issue. I get that. I completely understand. That's a team that can use Kaepernick to back up Palmer instead of fucking bum ass Drew Stanton or whatever, whoever's still the backup there. But I still think Arizona's yeah, the starter there. I think Arizona. I think Arizona. I think Arizona's a pretty good team. I, I I don't I don't understand why they're not getting any love. And the team in the NFC, the other little team in the NFC, I'm going to give you. I, I thought about this one. Especially when you brought them up, I got a funny feeling the Saints are going to surprise a lot of people. I don't know why. I just, I just have a feeling the Saints are going to be better than people think. I, don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. I think, I think their running game's improved. I think their defense is better. Um, I think they're not as reliant on Breeze throwing it fucking eighty-five times as they're going to be as they as they were in the past. I think their offensive line is better. Um, I, I just think I, I don't know. I just have I don't know. I I don't know why I have this feeling that I think the Saints are going to be better than people think. I, I I don't know why. I just I just do. So that's my two teams in the NFC. Definitely Arizona and maybe um, New Orleans. In the AFC, Denver. That's my sleeper team to me. I, I think people just fell off Denver. I like I, I that defense is still fucking legit, man. That defense is still legit. And Simeon is not as bad as people make him out to be. Like, people like people act like Trevor Simeon was fucking tr- a trashman uh, for most of last season. If you, re- if you remember correctly, Simeon was balling the first part of the season. Like, Simeon was actually playing well. And then he got hurt. Then they had to go to Paxton Lynch, who's a fucking bust. I told everybody Paxton Lynch was going to be fucking terrible. Scrub. A scrub. Anybody who thought Paxton Lynch was going to be great, go watch that bowl game against fucking uh, Auburn. Where he was fucking the worst player on the field, please. Paxton Lynch, fucking waste, man. Fuck out of here. Anyway, Paxton. So Paxton Lynch, they had to bring in Paxton Lynch. He wasn't ready. And then by the time Simeon came back, they just were. They just had. They just had bad vibes. They didn't play well. But I think I like Simeon as a quarterback. I, again, I'm not saying Trevor Simeon is the second coming of of, uh, of uh, Joe Montana. I'm not going to sit there and say that. But I think Trevor Simeon is better than people give him credit for. I think he's a decent quarterback. I think they still have C.J. Anderson. I like their run game. I think they've they've, they've improved. Improved their, they've improved their offensive line and their defense 
still legit. And I, you know, Demarius Thomas is still pretty good. Not great, but he's still pretty good. They got Sanders still. I mean, they they got a pretty decent. I, I just I think people are just jumping off of Denver's bandwagon, and I think Denver is a team that's going to surprise a lot of people. I, I really do. I think Denver is a team that I think people are kind of just. I don't even think people are picking them to be bad. I just think people are just not looking at them like, oh, Denver's Denver's just Denver. And I think that as I think that as long as you have that defense, you're you're going to win a lot of games. And I think Denver's got a chance to surprise them. I think Denver was one of those teams that I think also had a Super Bowl hangover. I think they're a year removed from that. I think Denver's going to be better than people think. Even in that division. Even in that division, because I think I think Kansas City's going to win the division, and then I think well, I'll get to my I'll get to my picks in a little bit, but. Well, shit, fuck it. I'll, I'll start it now. Fuck it. We'll just we'll transition. We'll, we'll transition. We'll transition over to my pick. So I'm just going to do it by division. I'm going to pick division winners, and then I'm going to pick the two wild cards. Um, so I'll go first. Um, obviously, I'll start in the AFC. So AFC East, Patriots. I mean, I'm not worried about last night. I know I know we haven't even talked about last night's game. Um, I'm not worried about last night. I think that, I, I, I mean, you can't win them all. I don't think the pay. I, I think if anything that shows you, I think if anything it tells you that the Patriots are not going to go 16 and 0. But I still think the Patriots are going to when when it's all said and done, the Patriots are going to win the 12 to 13 games. They're going to be there. They're just going to. They're, they're, they're just close. They're just Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I I think last night was more about the Chiefs than it was about the Patriots. In my honest opinion, I, I really do. Like everybody wants to. Everybody's natural inkling is to say, "Oh, what's going? What's wrong with the Patriots? Are the Patriots overrated? Are these Tom Brady old?" Blah, 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 blah. I think last night was more about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs showed you something last night. I think the Chiefs showed you that they're an explosive team. That they've got some athletes. They've got some explosive playmakers. Um, but I think the Alex NFC. Smith, Alex Smith saw all of our tweets because I was talking cash money shit about <laughs> him not being able to throw over 15 yards, and this nigga was out here throwing darts at me right the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. Alex. Yeah. I think. Alex, I, the thing is, I'm like, not to derail you, my bad, but I, I think you and I talked about this. I liked Alex Smith coming out of college. Yeah, you did. Um, I did. I, I notoriously did. I hated Alex Smith coming out of college. I think he kind of, you know, in his first couple years in the league, lots of different offensive coordinators, things like that. Um, I mean, he's getting a little up there because what was he like in his thirties now, something like that? Uh, um, yeah, he's in his mid thirties, I think. Like, 30, I think he's like 35, 36. He's thirty six. He's thirty three. Oh, is he? So, damn, he feels like he's. I don't know why he feels like he's older than that. He was young, remember? Because yeah, he, he was mad young. young when he came in, though. He was mad young. So, but anyway, um, if he can get the ball to his weapons downfield like we saw him do last night. Um, he's going to be tough because their special teams is so good with Tyreek Hill back there. He's always getting that offense. He's always getting that offense in good positions uh, to start with, and the defense is good. Now, Eric Berry's done for the season, which is super sad. Uh, Eric yeah. Berry is one of my favorite players in the league. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go without him but they still had a respectable defense when he was dealing with cancer so um, not not to say that his impact won't be missed um, but I think they'll be able to kind of go on without him um, as we've seen before but um, yeah I I think you're right the Chiefs will will, will win the division Um, but the Raiders will we'll have some good shootouts with the Raiders I think 
Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think last night was more about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be re- the thing I like about the Chiefs. The Chiefs do the main areas that I think is is essential for having a great football team. They they are they're great defensively. They can run the football and they have a great special teams. Now the only issue with the Chiefs has been the quarterback situation. And is Alex Smith the guy that can take them over the promise land? He can he can he can get you to the land. Can he take you over the promised land? That's that's the that's can he take you to the mountaintop? That's the thing with Alex Smith, and that's the question that's going to be have to that's going to have to be answered in the postseason, obviously. But I think the Chiefs. Are I think be having Patrick Mahomes there really put the fire under his ass. Yeah. Although I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a high on Patrick Mahomes. I I'm sorry. I, I don't believe in Texas Tech quarterbacks. That's just me. I gotta see. I gotta see Patrick Mahomes. In a real game, make big plays and win games before I believe in a Texas Tech quarterback in the league. I'm sorry. I know that's I know that's fucked up to say. That's very elitist to say of sorts, but I'm sorry. I don't believe it. But anyway, um, Pats in the East. Uh, I mean, anybody who picks against them, I mean, it's just, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> NFC North, I think it's going to be the Steelers, although I think Cincinnati is going to be better. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to be better. I think Cincinnati's going to be vying for a, pl- for a playoff spot. I, the Ravens, I just can't get a read on the Ravens. I think the Ravens, the Ravens to me are the perennial seven and nine, nine and seven team. They can go set. They can be seven. Like, would it surprise you if the Ravens are seven and nine, or the, would it surprise you if the Ravens are nine and seven? Like, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Like, the Ravens are just that that that. That the epitome of the Ravens are the epitome of the NFL today. They're just they're good enough to be good, but they're also mediocre enough to be somewhat mediocre. So like they they could be they could easily be seven and nine or they could be nine and seven. I, I honestly don't know how to get a read on the Ravens and Flacco and his injury. And Flacco's another guy that's got a lot of questions to answer. You know, ever since the Super Bowl and ever since that deal, Flacco really has not played well and. You know he's he's a guy that's got a lot of questions to answer too. So I, I can't get re- I can't get a read on the on on the on the fucking Ravens. So uh, I mean I think the Ravens I, I, res- I still respect them because I love to me. So I I still respect the Ravens because I love their head coach and I think they have a culture there of winning or of being a successful franchise. So I think. I, I, I give them respect and I give them the benefit of doubt probably more than I should. So I think the Ravens are going to be competitive. Obviously, they're going to like I said. I, I can see the Ravens being anywhere between seven and nine and nine and seven. Um, how long is uh, how long is Flacco out? Suppo- I thought he supposedly he's going to play week one or yeah, supposedly he's going to play. Okay. So, All right then. Yeah. Well, that team goes as he goes. I, I feel like I've said that a lot of times today, but you know it's. A, He's the face of that team now, so yeah, uh, for better or worse. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, NFC South. uh, This is the one I struggled with because I I don't love that. I don't love that. I think the Titans are going to win that division. I think the Titans are AFC South or the NFC South. AFC South. AFC South. Okay. I think the Titans are going to win that division. Um, yeah. Houston's got yeah, Houston's got Fred Savage. I know his name is Tom Savage. Fred Savage from uh, from uh, oh boy, Fred Savage from the Winter Years uh, playing quarterback. So I don't trust Houston. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is ready um, to take the range yet. I need another year. 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure if Deshaun is ready to take the range yet. So they've got Fred Sanford or Fred Savage or whatever you want to call him playing fucking quarterback. Um, I think I think Houston's another team like the Ravens in that they've got a a great defense that will help them win more games than they probably should. But again, I I just the quarterback situation scares me. The Colts. Um, it all depends on luck. If luck is healthy and he's going to miss the first, what, first few weeks of the season, so who knows with the Colts? Um, so, yeah, who knows? So I think the Titans, almost by default, are going to win that fucking division. I like the Titans. I think the Titans, I think of the two kind of teams that are expected to tend to take the next step, the Titans and the Bucks. I, I like the Titans more than I do Bucks. I'll be honest. I think getting Decker was a big move. I love their running game. Their offensive line is great. Their defense, their defensive line is pretty good. Their secondary is a little, uh, I'm not sold on their secondary too much, but I think they've got the ingredients. They've got a pretty good special teams. I just, and I, I and I know people are going to, he's already made me eat my words, but I, I've become a Mariota fan. I did not like Mariota in college. I, I said the same thing about Mahomes that I said about fucking Mariota. I don't believe in Oregon quarterbacks, and he's he's come in the league, and he's not proved me. He shut me the fuck up. Like I'm a Mario. I've seen him. I've seen him fucking play better than I ever thought I would see him play. So I've become a Mario to believer. I think he's a better quarterback than Winston is. I think he's a more dynamic quarterback than Winston. I, right now in the league. Right now in the league. If you had to pick between Mario and Winston, you're picking Mario. Be honest. Pick Winston. What? How? Winston stays healthy. The numbers are similar. <clears throat> Jameis may throw more interceptions, but his impact as a leader on the team—that's my guy. I'm I, I, I think that stuff is a little overblown. The leader stuff, uh, quarterbacks. Uh, uh, that stuff is overblown. I mean, you know, uh, say what you will. I, I'm not even. Not to mention, not to mention, if we're going down that road. Mariota has had the luxury of having a dominant offensive line where Jameis hasn't. I mean, oh yeah, of course. As Mariota had a little bit more better tools. Well, I wouldn't even say that because remember they were before last year. I mean, they 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 finished in the top they're, of the draft two straight years ago. They finished with a top two pick two straight years. So it's not like he had a lot of great talent. They built that offensive line from scratch basically. So that they, offensive they, line is yeah, that offensive line is great. That's what, I just I think I like Mariota's I think I like Mariota's decision making skills better. I just I think he's a better in game quarterback than Winston. I, I I don't know. I just I, and again this is coming from a guy that hated Mariota. I I couldn't stand Mariota. I was like Mariota's not going to be any good. He's soft. He's an Oregon quarterback. So uh, again, he's making me eat shit, spit, whatever you want to call it. Making me do all those things to my words. But. Um, I like Mariota. I, I just like the Titans. I like that team. I think that's that that team is clearly the best team in that division. Um, I think they're going to win that division. I really do. Ten and six for for the for the Titans. Um, I should say the record. I think the Patriots are going to go twelve and four. Titans are going to go ten and six. I think the Steelers are going to win the North. They're going to win it. I think the Steelers are going to be eleven and five. Um, AFC West. I got Kansas City winning the West. I think Kansas City will have home field advantage in a postseason. I think they will finish 13-3. Yes, ahead of the Patriots, 13-3. I think they're going to have the best record in the AFC. I like Kansas City like like we talked about before. I like their defense. I like their running game. I like their special teams. 
Those are three ingredients for being a really good team. The only question mark with Kansas City is Alex Smith. And if Alex Smith plays like he did last night, Kansas City is going to be a very dangerous team. So we'll see. We, we shall see. But I, And then uh, my two wild cards, I've got Denver and Oakland as the two wild cards. So I think the AFC West gets three teams in the mix for the postseason. Um, and then in the AFC, coming out of the AFC, I don't want to pick the Patriots. It's easy to pick the Patriots. The smart money, if we were betting money, is to pick the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Steelers coming out of the AFC. I think it's now or never for the Steelers with Ben. If ben might retire after the year. Um, they, they, I, I like the Hayden move. Um, TJ Watt is going to be a beast. I just, I like. I think their defense finally, for the first time in years, there's some light at the end of the tunnel for that defense. So, to, for lack of a better word, I think that defense is improved. Um, now, how much is it improved remains to be seen. But I think that defense is going to be better. Um, I, I'm just, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers. I think it's now or never for the Steelers. Um, so I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, NFC, NFC East. I've got the Cowboys. I don't think they'll have the dominant regular season they had this year or last year, but I think the Cowboys are going to win that division. I think they're still pound for pound the best team in that division. Um, NFC North Packers. I think the Packers are going to. I think the Packers are going to have the best record in the uh, NFC. I think they're going to go twelve and four. Um, NFC South. Fuck it. I know I'm going to get ridiculed, especially if they go fucking 5-11. and 11. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Saints are going to win the NFC South. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll, be, hey, I'll dare to be different tonight. Why, why not, right? You know? Why not? We got, I can go talk. I can go Atlanta. I can go Dallas. Just, I can go Green Bay. Just, go. just let the hot takes fly. Dude. Hey, man. Whatever, man. Fuck it. I, I can Sorry, handle it, man. man. Hey, I can handle it, man. I'm Teflon. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a shocking pick. I'm going to go... With the Saints winning the NFC South, I don't know. Don't again. Don't ask me why. I just have a funny feeling. I don't know why. But anyway, Saints winning the NFC South, um, and then the NFC that the North right with Packers. Yeah, NFC West. I've got Seattle winning that division. That's another team that I, a lot of people are saying Seattle's just gonna. They're back and blah 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 blah. I don't love their running game, and I don't love their offensive line. That's that. Those are two still major question marks for me with Seattle. Who's going to run the football? Eddie Lacy, really? Six running backs. Yeah, like six. Yeah, when you got six running backs, you don't have any running backs. They're kind of like they're kind of like quarterbacks. When you got three quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. Um, yeah, they got six motherfuckers in their backfield, so they don't have any quarterbacks or any running backs. Um, and their offensive line, I mean, their offensive line was shitty, was horrible. And I don't think, and I, yeah, and I, they've, they've got some young guys, but I don't think they've improved that offensive line to the point where I'm ready to say Seattle's back to, I think their defense is great, and I think the Sheldon Richardson move, I think Sheldon is going to fucking be an animal for that team. I, I He's going to be a fucking animal. If he keeps his head on straight, because that's the one thing with Sheldon, he's a fucking, he's an idiot. But if he keeps his head on straight with Bennett and those boys, I mean, that defense defensive line is going to be fucking sick. Um, 
So I think their defense is going to be top flight as usual. Um, but I just think that their offensive line scares me. But I still, I still think they'll win that division. Uh, my two wild cards in the NFC. Wow, this is the one I struggle with the most. Um, I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm going to go with Arizona and fuck. I'm going to go with Arizona and Carolina. It's my two wild cards. I think Arizona's I think Arizona's better than people give them credit for. I do think Carolina's going to be better. I think they're going to be improved. I think McCaffrey has a chance to fucking ball out. I it was it was really between to me it was really between Carolina because I'm, I'm high on Arizona. It was really between, really it was between uh, Carolina and Minnesota for the wild card. Um, well, it really was between Minnesota, Carolina, and Washington because I think Washington is going to be better than people give them credit for. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to ball out. Like I really think Kirk Cousins is going to fucking just put fucking points on the board like crazy. Um, and I think their defense is a little bit better. Not great, but I still think it's a little bit better. Um, I can't get a read on Philly. Philly, Philly to me is is a lot like the Ravens in a sense that they can go seven and nine, they can go nine and seven. I can easily see. I'm down on the Giants. I think the Giants are going to finish second. In, I think they're going to finish third in that division with a nine and seven record. Um, I think I think the Giants and the Redskins finish just short of the playoffs. And I got Carolina making it, sneaking it in. As a wild card, and I got Arizona. I got uh, Arizona as a wild card, and then coming out of the NFC, I've got uh, I've got the Packers. Got the Packers coming out of the NFC, so I got a Packers Steelers Super Bowl. That's my pick. A little hot takes, but at least you back that you explain it. Okay. I know. I know the one that's that, that's up for most debate is obviously the the, the Saints in the NFC South. Because, but my logic is, yeah, I think, I think, I think because I think Atlanta's gonna have a, uh, I think Atlanta's gonna have a fucking a hangover. I really do. I think Atlanta's gonna have a hangover. Um, I'm not re- I'm not ready to go there with Tampa just yet. Um. So then that really just leaves Carolina and the Saints. And I think this, I just don't, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just looking for a surprise team. And every year you just have one of those surprise teams. Every year you just have one of those teams that you think are going to be bad and they end up being good. And I just, I don't know why. I just think the Saints are that team. I just don't know why I think that. I really don't. I wish I had more of a legit, you know, I, I mean, I think, honestly, I mean, look, when you have Drew Brees, I mean, Drew Brees by himself can win you four or five games. Um, I think the running game is improved. I think their defense is better than it's been in the last few years. So I think that alone is 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 good for them to win seven, maybe eight games. And then if they steal some other games, overperform in in certain areas, I think they can they can sneaky sneakily win eight, nine, ten games maybe. So yeah, that's my picks, man. If y'all like them, second dick. Uh, let me just run through mine real quick. Go ahead. Um, I never predict records because I'm terrible at it. So, <laughs> so um, we'll start with the. Um, I don't know. Start with the NFC East. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win that division. Um, 
now looking at the schedule, um, just, just given the run game, their ability to control the clock, I think it's going to win them a lot of games, especially with Zeke coming back. Uh, a little worried about the defense like we talked about before, um, but the only other team in that division that has a great defense is the Giants. Um, so winning your division is, you know, winning division games is going to be the key. Um, so I think that they'll be all right on that front. Moving to the NFC North, um, I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, Packers are far and away the best team in that division. Um, the Vikings may scratch and claw, but I'm not a believer in Sam Bradford, um, and I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, moving to the NFC North, um, I, I have a hard time with this, obviously, because my team is in there. Um, Go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. I'm going to put this in ink, and I'm going to say the Bucks are going to win the South. Um, yeah, that's the like. Hell yeah. Stand by Given and before I was a little shaky on it, um, but we just upgraded our safety position big time with TJ Ward. Um, that was a good pickup. Number. That was a good pickup. Um, he's great run support. We've we've had some issues with run defense. That's why we brought in uh, Chris Baker, um, and you know he's a, a safety that can get into the into the box um, and really you know rain some hell down. He's a great blitzer from the safety spot too. Um, Mike Smith's defense is going to be uh, another year towards the end of the season. We have one of the best defenses in the league. I expect that trend to continue. Vernon Hargreaves still looks very good uh, manning down that outside corner spot. Uh, Quan Alexander is one of the best linebackers in the league that nobody talks about, so I think this year is going to be the year that he makes that leap. Um, and, um, you know, Jameis is going to go out there and do Jameis things. Uh, I think he's going to cut down on turnovers a little bit, which is certainly going to help our chances. Um, basically, everything is teetering on our run game, and with that is Doug Martin. Um, I just I think Falcons' hangover is going to be a little rough. Not a big believer in the Panthers. Um, their defense is getting a little bit older. Um, I think they're kind of scooping by on reputation at this point. Um, and I think the Saints are in a little bit of a transition. Um, you never really can count Drew Brees out, like you said, but um, <clears throat> I just don't see it. The defense is not that great. Um, I think, um, what's my man's name? What's um, their receiver? I can't think of his name right now. Um, he actually, I think he just got hurt. Uh, Willie Sneed, I think is who I was talking yeah, about. Sneed, yeah, Sneed, um, yeah. They still have they still have Michael Thomas, who really surprised a lot of people last year. Um, he's a really good wide receiver, so I think um, there's going to be some really good matchups in the South. I think that might be one of the more entertaining divisions uh, in football this year. Um, moving to the West. I think the Seahawks are going to take the West. Um, the defensive line is going to be still Curtin-esque on paper. Um, you know, with the addition of Sean Richardson, uh, the Niners are awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams are the Rams. Um, that team needs direction. Um, the Niners are on the right track. They have a good, help. They have a good coach. Uh, I think Shanahan's going to really turn it around there. Um, storage franchise they made some really good picks with Ruben Foster uh, I think he can be the anchor and leader of that defense so a couple years time I think we'll be talking about the Niners like we um, have historically talked about them um, moving to the AFC West I have a really hard time with this one but I think if the Chiefs play like they did last night I think that they're going to um, I think they're going to be pulling out but any given day in that division um, they'll see to hate each other um, so it, it really could go anyway but just to put it on paper I think the Chiefs are going to take it the South uh, the Titans 
Um, not not a believer in the Texans' offense. Um, the Colts. Um, the Colts really just. I, I, I honestly think it's time. It's time to blow it up. Um, you don't know what Andrew Luck you're gonna get. Um, he's injured a lot now at this point. They don't have an offensive line. Um, they did draft Marlon Mack to kind of be the understudy to Frank Gore. Frank Gore's like 55 years old. Um, so not a big believer in them, and I'm not even going to waste any time talking about the Jaguars. AFC <laughs> um, <laughs> North, that's the Steelers. Um, the Bengals may, um, may creep up there a little bit. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more of assertive B. Dalton now. Um, I like Kim Mixon a lot. Um, as a football player, um, you know, he did have a little bit of an incident. Don't want to talk about that too much, but I think he's a very talented running back. Um, he's going to make a big impact right away um, and help help Andy Dalton out a little bit. Um, we'll see. Um, AJ Green had a really nasty injury last year with his hamstrings. Um, hopefully, he bounces back. He's a good dude, uh, one of the most dynamic receivers in the league. And um, you know, the Ravens. Yeah, I feel exactly like you do. It's really hard to get a read on them. Um, the team is kind of all over the place at this point. You have some old talent. You have some, a couple of young guys, I guess. Um, so it's, it's really t- difficult to say. The Patriots far and away the best team in the AFC East. Um, maybe one of the best teams in the league, um, if you want to go that route. All was standing last night. Um, I think Tom's going to get his timing down. He looked a little rusty last night. Um I think he'll warm it up. It usually happens early in the season. That run game is looking really good with um, okay. Gilly, um, Gilly they've got um, they've got game. they've got a great running game. Jesus, they got yeah, a great running. They can do. They, the crazy thing is, is they can plug any running back in there and do so many different with things. That with that blocking scheme they have, is it amazing. makes it so hard to plan or like yeah. to game plan against that. Yeah. James White looks really good as a runner, but he's so devastating as a receiver. You have yeah. Deion Lewis. Um, Burke has a power runner. Gillisley is a power runner. Um, they can really move the chains. So the only question mark really is the defense. Um, and I think uh, Matt Patricia is going to nail this guy down. Belichick's going to nail it down. Um, they added Stephon Gilmore, who's a great cornerback. Malcolm Butler's a great cornerback. I think those guys are going to figure it out. Um, the only really thing... Uh, that defense is not getting any uh, they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback so I expect that to change they'll scheme around that I think I would hope so um, so the Bills are the Bills I don't see any way out for the Bills <laughs> um, I did forget though about the Rams they did get Sammy Watkins so I still don't think that means anything but um, the Jets throwing the ball to Sammy Watkins is the question right that's that's exactly the point <laughs> The Dolphins, um, they may do a little something-something, but nobody's catching the Patriots. Um, wild cards, I always have a hard time picking wild cards, to be perfectly honest with you, because there's a couple of stack divisions. So I think the Raiders are going to be one of the wild card spots. Um, and probably, if I had to pick, I would say one of either the Texans or the Bengals. From the NFC, I think uh, it's either going to be one of the Giants or the Redskins um, or the Falcons. Hmm. Interesting. So, those are my predictions. Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl <laughs> Patriots and Packers. 
Hmm. Patriots and Packers. Yeah. I think, uh, I, okay. hopefully the Packers defense. I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad prediction. So, it's, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, all right. It's rapid fire. Who was the MVP? Who's the, who's the uh, uh, NFL MVP? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I got, uh, Antonio Brown. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, defensive player of the year. Just give me a name. That's tough. Um, I don't even know, though. It's so hard to gauge a direction for that. Um, I don't really think Khalil Mack deserved it last year. Um, fuck. I don't even know, dog. I'm trying to think of who. I mean, Kulomak's going to be in the mix. Um, uh, what's my man's name from the Giants? Landon Collins? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have another six year. So let's go with him. Uh, defensive player of the year for me. Six to get it, but I think he should have gotten it last year, honestly. Defensive player of the year for me is going to be Justin Houston. Go with Justin Houston. Pass rushers get a lot of love. Yeah, I, I thought about TJ. I thought about JJ Watt because I think JJ Watt's gonna have a monster comeback season. But, he's healthy. Yeah, he's healthy. I think he is. So, but I, I don't know. I just I think Justin Houston might win it. So I I, I just I didn't want to pick the, just the typical JJ Watt you know name. So I was just uh, Justin Houston. I'll go with Justin Houston. Um, who gets who ends up with the with the top pick in the draft? That low on Jacksonville? Very low on Jacksonville. Shit. Who, who else? Who else? Maybe the Rams? Uh, yeah. I think uh, number one pick in the draft, just because I think they're going for it. Although, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, and I said it a couple weeks ago on the show. This is this is typical Jets. Everybody in America predicts the Jets to be the fucking worst team in the league, and watch the Jets win six games. I I guarantee you they will win enough games to fuck it up. I I've been a Jet fan for twenty four years. I've been a Jet fan for twenty four years of my life. I know this team like the back of my fucking hand. The Jets will figure out a way to fuck it up. I just know they will. So, but I for. More, more so, wishful thinking than anything else. I think the, I think it's going to be either between the Jets or the Browns. They, they're going to end up with the number one pick. I think. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Kaiser. Winning record, but I think they'll get out of like the toilet. I think the, I, I agree with you in the sense that well, here's the thing. I think the I think the Browns will be competitive. I think the Jets will be competitive. Like you have the defense that we have. Like even though we're, yeah, we're young in the secondary, like our defense is going to keep us in ball games. It's just our offense. Our offense is shit. Like we literally have the worst offense in the league. And I'm not even I'm not kidding. Like we literally have the worst offense in the league. And so I mean we're just not. Gonna, I mean we're going to lose a lot of games. Seventeen, thirteen. Because we just can't score. We cannot score. So, 
I, I think we're going to be competitive. I think we're, we'll be one of those teams that loses 13 games, but eight or nine of them we could have won if we had a legitimate fucking team or a legitimate offense. So, but I think it's going to be the Jets, and I think you're going to see a lot of maneuvering in the draft this year because I think a lot of teams are going to try to fucking line themselves up to try to get one of these top picks uh, because I think the quarterback class this year is not good. Great. The quarterback class last year? The quarterback class last year was shit. No, the, no, I mean the quarterback class coming in. Like Oh yeah. I I, I think Darnold I think Darnold is terrific. I think he's great. I'm not worried about his struggles. I know we haven't talked about college football, but we'll talk about it. Um What's that man's name from Wyoming that everybody was like? Swimming? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I I'll be honest. I've seen him play a couple times. He looks good. I'm not ready to sit there and say that I I would take I would take him over Darnold or, or Rosen. I love Josh Rosen. I think Rosen is a fucking beast. I think Darnold is a beast. I like Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. I know he put on a show tonight. I think he threw for like 350 yards. I, I even like Luke Falk from Washington State. I, I think those are four quarterbacks right there. And How do you feel about, real quick before we hop off this, how do you feel about Lamar Jackson? I, I, think he's the, I think he's the typical run and gun option quarterback. I think he's the guy that I think he's going to struggle in the league because I don't think he, he, he can play really well from pocket. He struggles, he struggles in the pocket. He does not very, he's, and he's not very, he's not very accurate. He struggles with, with, with accuracy. So I just, I don't, I mean, he's a, he's a dynamic athlete. I think somebody will try to make him a quarterback. I really do. I think I think he'll get a shot to be a quarterback. Like I don't see him going the, you know the Denard. He had really he had really good numbers last week. Um, just kind of and I didn't watch the game and I know it's just the first week. Um, but I mean he threw the ball really well. He stood back there from what I understand. He, he was really making a lot of um, passes from the pocket. Now obviously moving to the NFL is different. Um, but dude's only twenty, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, he's a guy. My personal opinion is he's a guy that you take in the second round. And there's a project. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody will do that. You sit him. I think somebody um, will do that. And you just groom him. Let him learn the playbook. You know, and and then I think he's going to be more of what we used to see with quarterbacks. Is you get a quarterback and you, you draft him, and you put the fucking notebook in his hand or the uh, the clipboard in his hand. I just again I'm just I'm I think he's a project more than he's a guy that uh, I think he should stay another year honestly. I agree with you I think I would stay another year but I, he probably it's the way he plays too he's a risk to get injured at any moment so I, I think he'll come out stupidly because I, I don't think he'll be a, a I think he's a third round pick so 
Um, but I, I think this quarterback class is loaded, so you're going to see a lot of teams kind of maneuvering. So, like, I think even if even if the Jets fuck it up and fall somewhere like 6-7, I still think they can find a good quarterback. So I'm not too concerned about it because, I, like, again, I love this quarterback class. Like, I, this is the best quarterback class easily in 10 years. Easily in 10 years. So I really like this quarterback class. But... Um, that's it, man. That's our uh, NFL preview and prediction show. I'm sure we're all probably going to fuck these picks up, as we usually do, because we're not fucking experts. We claim to be on TV. We only play t- experts on TV, but or radio, or podcast, whatever. Whatever you want to fucking call it. But anyway, um, that's, our, that's our picks that are, show, are sure to go bad. Um, but yeah, man. Before we get out of here, I know, right? We can always just we can always do that, of course, right? Um, not gonna do a foul of the week segment this week since we just wanted to focus more on the NFL. I know this is a big weekend for college football tomorrow night. It's a big college football day. Um, Oklahoma, I got Oklahoma. Yeah, congrats, nigga. Um, I got Oklahoma beating Ohio State. By the way, that's that's my that's my pick for the weekend. But as always, man, I just want to say thank you for listening, for subscribing, for downloading, for reviewing, for supporting the show. Just want to say thank you. I'm extremely humbled every week. I know I'm not going to burn your ears with that same spiel as I always do, but just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're listening to, keep supporting, keep subscribing and drop us a review. We need those reviews. So, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manuel Brown, the Manuel Brown on Twitter. Um, Jot, let them know where they can find you on Twitter, and you know some final words for our listeners. Um, just real quick, um, thanks for everybody. Um, you know, like always, for listening, we appreciate it. Uh, we took a little break. Um, yeah, but, a little hiatus for me. Man, you're dedicated to the to the cause. It's 1 a.m. Eastern right now, and I am dead from rugby practice, but gotta give y'all this this heat every week uh, as much as we can. Um, so y'all hold up y'all in. We're, we're gonna keep giving you the content, so thanks again. Um, if y'all wanna, you know, talk to me about my picks, whatever, whatever, um, you know, Twitter, Jiu-Jitsu, J-U-T-T-J-I-T-S-U, um, hit me up, and, and if there's something that y'all think that we should talk about, if there's a scandal, or, or y'all want more predictions or whatever, you know, please, please, please hit us up. Uh, we'll add it to the show notes, and, and, you know, we'll do our best to get you what you want. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter, man. And also follow the show, and also uh, follow us, uh, the, the podcast uh, Twitter page. I'm fucking up. It's, it's late. <laughs> no, uh, follow the podcast page on Twitter, the TF Podcast One, the TF Podcast One. Uh, go ahead and follow us there as well, man. You always get updates on the shows and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. So, as always, man, I want to thank my co-host, Jotman. Like he said, it's 1 a.m. in the morning. He just had rugby practice and worked in school and all that other shit. So, he's a tired man. Uh, so, I appreciate him for his time. As always, shout out to Luke. Uh, scheduling conflict can come on tonight, but shout out to him. As always our other co-hosts and to you guys thank you and everybody in Florida man I can't say this enough stay safe please please be safe praying for you guys we hope that this is just this storm is not as big as people as meteorologists predicting so we're hoping but if it is 
just we're praying for everybody. You got our support. Um, and just please stay safe. Please stay safe. So for everybody in Florida, here in Washington, Boston, wherever you are, thank you for listening. And peace. Enjoy the football tomorrow and Sunday. Peace. Peace out. Serious sound.